I feel like he fits the 49ers well. I feel like he's ready. And I am predicting that Jimmy Garoppolo will get traded. And I'll talk about that later. But welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the next edition of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. As always, this is Nathan Singer and our co-host, Nick Alvarez and we apologize. We missed you guys last week. Um, it was a very busy week for us and just not too much to talk about. So we took the week off, and but we're back because we have a NFL draft coming up that we're so excited about. But you know what, Nick? I, I do want to talk about one thing. You know, one thing I always like to talk about is the weather. And uh, our forecasts uh, for the Masters was uh, very, uh, had a lot of uh, variables in it. It was kind of all over the place, like the weather here in Ohio lately. I mean, it went from a blizzard to like a nice spring day just within a few hours uh, here on Wednesday, April 21st when we're recording this. So uh, how did you take the, the Ohio weather today? It just sometimes that's how, how Ohio is. Typically, you see that in March, but Ohio just always changes on a dime for you. That's right. So our goal is to be better than Ohio weather when it comes to our, our forecasting <laughs> and the consistency. Um, so anyways, with that being said... We have a, sh- uh, a a pretty lengthy show here because uh, Nick and I will be breaking down the entire first round of the NFL draft. Um, so there's a lot of picks, a lot of things to go through that we're very excited about. But we wanted you involved as always because we need someone on this show. We need a guest on the show. But in order to be guests on the show, you need to do you need to beat us. You need to do a better job at what we do, and that is forecasting. So. We are presenting a new challenge for you. If you're listening, we will send out a Google form or something very similar to that, where you get the chance to pick the top 12 picks of this year's NFL draft. And this is how it will work. If you pick the right player in the right spot with the correct team, you get five points. So for example, if you pick Trevor Lawrence to go number number one overall to Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's what happens, you get five points because you got Trevor Lawrence at number one to the Jaguars. But there's other ways you can score points. If you if you pick a player in the correct spot or the correct team, instead of and, it's or, you'll get three points. So something like this would happen if there's, let's say, a trade. So if you think like someone like Trey Lance is going to go number six overall, but let's say someone traded with the Dolphins and jumped up to take Trey Lance instead, well, you, you correctly guessed Trey Lance in that spot, but you incorrectly guessed the wrong team. So... It's the or situation. So you'll get three points as opposed to the five points if you got both of those right. And then if you if you guess someone, but you're just one spot away from getting it in the correct uh, location in the draft order, you'll get two points. And if you guess someone and they're two spots away from the correct draft order, you get one point. So if you say uh, Mac Jones is going to go number three overall, but he goes number five overall, you're two spots away. That means you'll get one point. So that's how the scoring will work. Don't worry about it. We'll keep track of the score for you. So if it's confusing, 
trust me, we'll figure it out and we'll let you know who wins. But if once again, if you beat both of us, you're on the show as a guest and you get to break it down and, and tell the audience what what made you successful at it. So um, we'll be we, we really want someone on our show. So I guess Nick and I are just we're just too good at this, man. No one can beat us. So I hope so. Hopefully someone out there can beat us. So let's get started here. Uh, we will start. We'll just go back and forth. Nick, does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Number one overall, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, Nick. I know we really don't need to say this, but for formality, who do you got? I believe the pick that everyone has for the first pick, like we said off air, has been penciled in. We just didn't know what team until this current NFL season ended. It's Trevor Lawrence. Who do you have, Nathan? Yep. I have Trevor Lawrence as well from Clemson quarterback going number one overall Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is... um. You know, he's like that Peyton Manny coming out of college. You know, I, I, I honestly see Trevor Lawrence's career will resemble a lot like Peyton Manning and um, get a couple rings and uh, just be a, one of the all-time greats. So, number two overall, who do you got? Number two overall, I have not wavered from the last time we looked at the draft when we looked at the top ten picks. So, Zach Wilson from BYU, quarterback. So, quarterbacks for the first two picks for me. How about you, Nathan? Yeah, I agree as well. So, I... Zach Wilson reminds me a lot of Josh Allen coming out of college. Just a guy that he seems to have a lot of potential. Um, small school, but just he seems he seems to have a, just his ceiling seems to be very high. But he's not very polished coming out of college. And Josh Allen had a pretty rough start to his career in the NFL. But after he had a chance to just work with the coaching staff and continue to build up his skills, now he's one of the best that we see in the league today. And I, I, I think Zach Wilson can be that same thing. Now it just depends on – the Jets is a much worse organization right now than Buffalo, and that has a lot to do with it. So if, if the Jets really got the right coach – um, this year and that organization is 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 in a good state and trending in the right direction I think Zach Wilson could t- could be a Josh um, Josh Allen sort of player so yes I I too have that there but there is some doubts there number three overall San Francisco 49ers who do you got worst kept secret for the San Francisco 49ers is what they'll take everyone believes it will be a quarterback I do as well the big thing is who do you buy into who do you believe San Francisco believes in and quite honestly the three big names that are still left for quarterbacks the ones that everyone's jostling around it's who's your cup of tea really was what this pick comes down to and i'm just going to look at what kind of quarterbacks have the shannon hands worked with in the past and been comfortable with they do like athletic quarterbacks to some degree but they want you to be disciplined with their system so the quarterback, I'm going to go with this third pick, and I'm not loving it because it's changing what I did before with it. But also I'm going with how does this college program do with quarterbacks coming into the league? And because of that, I'm going to go with Mac Jones from Alabama for the third pick. Nothing real substantial. I feel like Jones, Fields, and Lance are very close. It's just I'm just trying to get in Kyle Shanahan's head and figure out what he's going to do. I'm going to go with Mac Jones today. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to agree with you. And I, I, I thought more about this uh, pick. I think I picked Fields um, last time we did the draft. But I changed my mind to Mac Jones. And I, I, I first had Mac Jones here, and then I changed my mind. But I'm back to it. And, and this is why. Kyle Shanahan went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. If there's a quarterback that I had to compare Mac Jones to, it's Matt Ryan. And who did Kyle Shanahan trade for in San Francisco? It's, it was uh, Garoppolo. 
who also he also went to the Super Bowl with those two quarterbacks. So those two quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks, in my opinion. I know you said you you were talking about a little bit of athleticism, but in today's day today's game, they're they're one of the the least mobile quarterbacks in the league. Um, very very, they're more pocket passers. Uh, they're more system quarterbacks, um, not ones that are just gonna like be given the reins. Like they're ones that have to follow a system. And I think uh, Kyle Shanahan likes that control. He likes to develop a system where people will follow it. And you look at these quarterbacks that are left, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, they're more improv quarterbacks. Like Justin Fields is like a Russell Wilson to me. Uh, Trey Lance, um, I don't really have a comparison yet for him, but uh, maybe he could, I think he has like a Patrick Mahomes kind of feel to me. But both of those are very improvisational quarterbacks. Now I'm not saying those quarterbacks are going to be just as good as those quarterbacks I just said, but I feel like that's that's the direction they would go to if they reach their highest potential. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want that kind of quarterback. He wants that pocket quarterback, the system quarterback that he knows will follow his his way. And Mac Jones is the best one. And I think Mac Jones is the most NFL ready. I don't think he has a high ceiling, but I feel like he's the most NFL ready. I mean, he played with Bama. You look at the two quarterbacks now in the league that played for Bama, um, Hertz and, and, and Tua, right? They're both both those teams which happens to be the two team favorite teams of the year podcast hosts right now are they're both bought into that, right? The Wentz was traded away. Uh, they went off Fitz magic in, 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 in Miami. So they're, they see something in these Bama quarterbacks, you know, why not see this in Mac Jones? I feel like he fits the 49ers. Well, I feel like he's ready. And I am predicting that Jimmy Garoppolo will get traded. And I'll talk about that later, but Mac Jones, 49ers, um, and I apologize, I'm talking way more than Nick on this, so you can you can uh, make up for that later if you need to. So let's jump to number four. Uh, Falcons, who do you got? Number four with the Falcons. Before I had him going down a little later in the draft, but I believe the Falcons will make a move to... The Falcons always love having weapons, so I believe they'll go with Kyle Pitts here from Florida. Um, he, his stock keeps rising. I think they'll buy into the hype and sure it up. Julio Jones still producing at a high level, but they always like to have a little insurance and they never get bored of tossing the ball around the yard. Well, who do you have, I think Nathan? they'll go with Kyle Pitts. This is why. So there's people thought, well, they get their quarterback to replace Matt Ryan. Well, I've also heard where they may trade down, but you've got a new coach, new system coming in, right? When that happens, you're not going to trade down the draft, right? You're going to take this opportunity with this high draft pick to pick probably the most talented tight end ever. Coming out of college, you're going to take that chance. I mean, you have the receivers. Imagine having those the Julio Jones and the Ridleys with Kyle Pitts. And so I, I feel like this would really give Matt Ryan what he needs uh, to compete in the NFC South once again with uh, their new coach and their new system. So I, I feel very confident. I think this is the one I had last time. I feel very confident in this pick. Uh, let's jump to number five, the Bengals. What do you got there? Fifth pick with the Bengals, I'm going to go with offensive line. Originally, I said Jamar Chase was going to go here. I think the Bengals are going to share up their offensive line because they don't want Burrow to be hurt again. He's coming off a knee injury. They want to make sure they make their offensive line more durable, more successful, so their quarterback can be successful. They're going to go with offensive lineman Sewell from Oregon. Yeah, that is not a bad pick. And I was on the fence with this too, Nick. I I was I almost switched offensive line, but I stuck with my guns. I, I'm sticking with Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. I, I know I, I can't get out of my head 
all the records Joe Burrow broke with Jamar Chase at LSU. I can't get that out of my head. I can't get out of my head the opportunity that Joe Burrow has to reunite with his teammate that he just dominated the game of football with at LSU and willing to get a tier two offensive lineman to show up that line, which needs to be shared up. Don't get me wrong, but this, this can't be passed up. I won't fault them if they choose offensive lineman because that is well needed uh, uh, position. I think Jamar chase is, is the place is the way to go here. And I, I think this just having someone that Joe Burrow is comfortable with a player that he, he, he has chemistry with um, coming off a knee injury is going to give him more comfort in my opinion than an offensive lineman that may or may not work. But you know, Jamar chase will work because we have a whole college football season to prove that where a bunch of bunch of college football records were broken. So I think he picked a sure thing here. All right. What do you got at number six? At number six, the Dolphins capitalize on the talent that was left behind in Jamar Chase. They go for him. Even though you said they were good in wide receiver, they're not going to overlook talent. In this case, Jamar Chase falls to him. Too good of a receiver to overlook. They're going to take him simply because they want to give Tua as many weapons and as many options to be successful as they can. So I think Jamar Chase actually goes one spot later than what I originally have. What do you so have? So I have Nathan? my first projected trade here. Um, there's rumors out right now that Dolphins are listening to calls to trade down once again. And I think that's very smart of them. They have two first-round picks, and they have someone in mind. They have someone in mind. They have to. They know who they're going to pick. So they traded down to 12, right, initially, from 3 to 12, but they felt like that was too low. So they wanted to trade back up to 6. But they're hearing rumors. They're reading reports. The guy that they want is dropping in projections. And so they're listening to calls to drop. And I think they ultimately will. How far will they drop? So I think they're listening to calls from three teams. I think they're listening to, and, and it's three teams that need a quarterback because there's two more quarterbacks left. And you need to get those soon. And 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 people know that the Dolphins are a team with two first-round picks. They're probably, they're, they're, their pick is probably for sale. So they're receiving calls, and that's smart. Um, I think the Denver Broncos is a team interested in that. I think the Washington football team is a team that's interested in that. And I think the New England Patriots Patriots are. Now, Patriots are an in-division rival. Are we are are the Dolphins going to trade all the way down to 15 to give the Patriots a potential franchise quarterback? Absolutely not. So you can cross that off the list. So the other two ones are Washington and Denver. Uh, Washington, if they trade with them, would drop, they would drop the Dolphins all the way down to 19 which is lower than the other first-round pick they have. I don't think they're going to drop that low, right? They traded up from 12 because they probably thought that was too low for the guy they want. So why would they trade all the way down to 19? So I don't think Washington. Denver is at 9, and I think that's the team that trades up. Denver wants a quarterback. They need a quarterback. But the Dolphins will only drop three spots. And I think if they're receiving calls, they must know that the guy they want is probably going to drop some. And I think if you can go from six to nine, you can probably get an extra, definitely an extra second round pick, maybe even an extra protected first round pick in the future. So you can get a lot there. And I think the Dolphins do that. So I have Dolphins dropping to nine, Denver jumping up to six, and Denver gets their quarterback, and they're going to get Trey Lance out of North Dakota State University. Uh, this this quarterback has been getting a lot of hype. Um, I think this is a quarterback that will start right away. Uh, in Denver, I, I think he could easily beat out Drew Locke, but 
if he doesn't, it's going to be a situation where once Drew Locke and the Broncos lose two or three games in a row, Trey Lance will jump in and, and finish the, the season. So that's who I have going at number six. Number seven, Detroit, who do you got? Detroit, I actually have them trading out here and the Broncos jumping in to take Trey Lance at the number seven pick because the Lions know they need a lot of picks. They need to build that roster. Unfortunately, the old regime did not build much for Goff to be successful in or any side of the ball. Detroit needs picks. Detroit needs movement. And only going two picks down to wait for their pick is fine with them. So I have the Broncos at seven going with Trey Lance hey, as well. We're, we're four for four on our, on our quarterbacks here. Uh, just a little different on this on the positions. Uh, good pick. Um, I have the line sticking here. Uh, I think they could trade out, but ultimately it's just like they're so bad. It's like what's the point of trading out? Just just use your seventh pick. Don't trade low. <laughs> you know, just use it to get a really good talent. So I got them getting Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, wide receiver. I think it's just they need a they need a receiver bad, and this is the next best best guy I think left. Um. Most, because Jamar Chase at this point would be picked. So I got Waddle going going to Detroit. All right, number eight, what do you got? For the number eight pick, I have the Panthers. After making the Sam Darnold trade, they're going to go with offensive line. They're going to go with Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Who do you I have, have a name? trade here, two trades. This is the only other one. So the, the like I said, I said there were three teams that might trade up for a quarterback. Denver, Washington, New England. So I think ultimately New England doesn't trade up because that just doesn't seem like a New England thing. Like giving up a bunch of draft picks to trade up to get the fifth best quarterback in the draft. Nah, that's not going to happen. So I think New England has other plans. And I'll get to that later. So I think Washington jumps up. I think Washington jumps from 19 all the way up to 8 in trades with Panthers. And they swap and then obviously other things will – other picks will be involved. But I don't care about that. But just the first – these first round picks will be swapped. Panthers got their quarterback and Sam Donald. I think they're going to at least – try him you know and because they just traded for him and not have him be as a backup so they, there's no need for them with quarterbacks they, they, they they'll get much more by trading down and getting a lot more picks for someone that needs a quarterback than to draft someone that probably will be overdrafted at the number eight spot in my opinion so i think it's smart for them to trade down um so i got washington going number eight and they get justin fields out of ohio state and reunited with his with, uh, chase young and um i think that i think i think it's a good fit there and uh fitzpatrick will be in another situation where he gets to mentor a rookie quarterback <laughs> and it just would be nice so uh i i have fields going there and they, i just feel like they they need to bring someone in. Um, they they have Fitzpatrick and they have a couple other quarterbacks. Got Kyle Allen and they got Tyler uh, Heineke, I think his name is, who showed some signs of life. But let's be honest, he's not a franchise quarterback. This is what they need to do. They need to really make this a competition. And uh, Justin Fields going uh, going number eight to Washington. All right, number nine. Number nine was the Denver Broncos here. I had them trading with the Detroit Lions, so the Lions pick for this one for me will be Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. What do you have going on there, So Nathan? this is now the Miami Dolphins pick for my mock draft because I had them trading down. So I feel like the Dolphins, their eyes are, are on one of those Alabama wide receivers. It's either Waddle or Devontae Smith, two, two receivers that played with uh, Tua and just like with Joe Burrow it's just like I just feel like for these young quarterbacks the best thing you can do for them well one is to get them an offensive a good offensive line that's always the best thing the next best thing you can do is to give them people they're comfortable with and familiar with 
and the chemistry's there to help develop them. Like what better to bring in Devontae Smith or, or, or Jalen Waddell when Tua was just dominating the college football field with them, right? That friendship's there, that chemistry's there. It's so I feel like that's why the Dolphins are going to trade down because they they probably feel like, okay, the Lions need a wide receiver. They're going to take one of them. They think they could probably trade down to nine and get the other one, right? So I think they ultimately go with Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner here at nine, to, to suit up with Tua. And But if, if for some reason the, the Lions pick Devontae Smith, then Jalen Waddle is... Waddle is also a good option here for them. So I think that's why they ultimately trade down because they know one of these two Bama wide receivers will be there for them for Tua. What do you got at 10? At number 10, I have the Cowboys retaining their pick here. They need to restore up that defense. I'm sticking with Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback from Alabama. They just can't. I thought about them trading down, but quite frankly, you don't see Dallas trading out of that spot in that circumstance then because you get the pick of the litter for defense, the one area you need to show up for your team. So I have Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sertan the second. Who do you yeah, have, Nathan? Uh, that's a very good pick. And I actually had him written in, and then I decided to scratch him out because I just realized there was a player that's still on the board here that you have to take if you're the Cowboys. And that's Sewell, the Oregon offensive lineman, who you had going ten, in the top five. I have him dropping to 10. And actually, there hasn't been an offensive line in my mock draft picked yet. So you just had your franchise quarterback hurt due to a sack. And the Cowboys need to protect him, especially now that they've paid him a bunch of money. He is your most prized possession. So yes, Patrick Sertain would be a great fit here. But right now, according to my draft, they're the best offensive lineman still on the board. You take him to make sure you are protecting your multi-million dollar quarterback. And so I have them well going with Sewell out of Oregon. But if he's picked sooner, I think, yes, you're right. They probably go with Sertan here because they do need to fill that quarterback position. But because I have him still on the board, that's where the Cowboys are going to go. Who do you got? Number 11 to the Giants. Number 11 for the Giants. I have them trying to shore up positions to figure out if Daniel Jones is the answer for their offense, someone that will hopefully make a difference and be reliable as a target. I have them going with Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. Yeah, that's a surprise pick. I was not expecting that. A very interesting pick. I could totally see that happening. Um, I, I honestly think the people that are the most comfortable with Daniel Jones at quarterback are the New York Giants. I feel like everyone else is the one questioning it, but I feel like they're giving him the benefit of the doubt of the team he's on and the new coaching and everything. So... I think they sure up their defense here. I think they get the Michigan defense alignment, uh, Quiddy Pay. And by the way, if we if we butcher any names, please forgive us. We mean no disrespect. We're doing our best. But I think the uh, the Giants go defensive line here and get uh, Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Uh, just a force to be reckoned with. Who do you got for your team? Philadelphia, number 12. And another note is this would be the final pick for our competition. For Philadelphia position, we need to sure up and help out in look at is linebacker and i'm hoping that we can pick the correct linebacker because that's been another issue is having a linebacker that can contribute and stay on the field because we can find guys that can do things but can't stay on the field so i'm going to go with penn state's linebacker micah parsons as the best linebacker in this draft by most boards i'm going to hope that they go for him to Sure up the defense to make us more stable, to make us less mm. of an overmatch. Interesting pick. I haven't had a cornerback pulled off the board yet. 
I feel like they go certain here, number twelve, and I feel like they. You had your in rival, uh, in division rivals Cowboys getting him, but I think he's going to your team, uh, the Eagles. Patrick Sertain out of Bama going to the Eagles. Uh, I think it's if he's on the board, man, they're all over that pick. Uh, great cornerback, and you never fail getting an Alabama player. If we got Sertain, I'd be ecstatic, but I'm I see him going off. But yeah, good pick with Sertain. On to the number next thirteen, pick. Chargers. For the Los Angeles Chargers, we have a young quarterback here that the theme I've been going with is your young quarterbacks, you need to protect them. They need to have assurance that they can stay upright. And I see the Chargers going with Christian Derisaw from Virginia Hey, man, Tech. we agree here. Um, we've been disagreeing a lot, but I got this. I mean, there's no doubt they go offensive linemen. No doubt. It just... It's who they who do they go with? Do they go with Slater out of Northwestern? Um, I'm assuming Sewell will be picked by then, so he's probably not an option. Uh, do they go with the USC offensive lineman or even um, some of these? I mean, they're, they're so they're so good talent here because at this point in the draft, we don't really have too many offensive linemen chosen. But I'm going with Arizona out of Virginia Tech as well. Uh, let's jump to number 14, Minnesota. Number 14, Minnesota. I feel every time I would hear about them they would talk about their defensive line just having issues and their linebackers are banged up and so on and so forth. So they're going to go defensive line here. The struggle I have is where are they going to go? Are they going to worry about the edge or are they going to worry about the interior? Mike Zimmer is a gentleman who is about fundamentals of defense. I feel like he's going to go interior of the defense. He's going to go Christian Barrymore defensive lineman. From That's Alabama. a good pick. I'm actually, I'm, I'm going on the other side of the line. I'm going offensive lineman here. I, I, you're, you're making me second guess my pick, but I'm going to stick to my guns. <laughs> I'm going to stick with uh, Slater out of Northwestern. Um, I think he's he is a huge offensive lineman, very talented. I would say somewhat local up in that uh, northern mis- Midwest area. Um, I know Zimmer's a defensive guy, and I could totally see him going defensive lineman in this pick. Uh, but I'm sticking my guns. Give Cousins a little bit more protection. Give Dalvin Cook. Give him better uh, blocking up front. So I, I, I got that. I got uh, Slater on Northwestern. Uh, offensive lineman. Uh, number 15, Patriots. Who do you got? Patriots, they stayed patient. They waited. They let the dust settle. And they go with Justin Fields here. I let him drop to this point because, like you said in the last mock draft, there's always that one player that drops. And for whatever reason, people are throwing out smoke screens about Justin Fields. For his career, I think the Patriots would be the best system for him. It seems like they want to put their people in the best positions to succeed, and they New England knows how to get the most out of their players. So I have Justin Fields going to New England Patriots at number yeah, 15. That's a good pick. So this might be a little long-winded, but I'll keep it short. So there's a report out that Justin Fields was just diagnosed with uh, epilepsy, and he's informed all the teams that he has it. Uh, medical doctors, though, are claiming that it won't affect his football career. He has family members that have had it. It's hereditary. And they've all been able to live their life and gotten through it and healed from it. So they suspect the same thing would happen to him. So it's not really a concern, but obviously it's not something you want to hear uh, from a quarterback that you want to be your franchise. Um, so I could definitely see him dropping, right? So I could totally see this happening. But obviously I already have fields off the board. I honestly think... The 49ers are going to move off of uh, Garoppolo. And I think the Patriots are going to trade back for Garoppolo. And they're going to get him back. That's who Bill Belichick wants. There was another report I heard today that Bill Belichick was receiving calls back in 2017 to coach for another team because he was done with Tom Brady and he wanted Garoppolo to be the quarterback. 
And though the Robert Kraft GM at the time wasn't allowing it, and they kept stuck with Tom Brady. And really ever since then, that relationship has kind of been rough. And then that's ultimately Tom Brady had left, and, and, and the Patriots obviously are spiraling downward. Here's an opportunity where the 49ers clearly are drafting a quarterback. So the window's open to give them what the right price to get Garoppolo back in New England, right? So I think they might have to give up a little bit more than what they got for him because Garoppolo was a backup when they traded him away, and now he was gone to a Super Bowl. So he has a little bit more value behind him, um, and he has a lot more starts and has a pretty good uh, winning percentage. But I think the Patriots, that's who they're going to go with quarterback. They're going to go with Garoppolo, and Bill Belichick's going to get him back. So they'll find a way to make that trade happen. So New England goes defense here. They get Micah Parsons out of Penn State. I know you had him going a little bit earlier. Um, I have him going to 15 to the Patriots. So there's my long-winded answer of what I project is going to happen. We'll see how it plays out. Let's jump to number 16, Arizona. Number 16 with Arizona, people automatically think Kyler Murray. I'm going to go with defense on this side. I'm going to say J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina, will be taken off the board here. He'll go there to help shore up that defense. Now that Patrick Peterson is no longer a part of them, they need some. They need that corner. They need that defensive back to help out their secondary. So J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina, will be the pick for the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Uh, you basically took every single word out of my mouth besides the actual player. I'm going cornerback as well. Um, but I'm going with Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. I think he's better than J.C. Horn. I, I feel like this is a steal at this point in the draft. I think picking J.C. Horn at this point is you're overdrafting a bit. I think Caleb Farley has more potential. I think he'll be ultimately be a better cornerback. And I feel like at, if he drops to 16, I think that's a steal. Uh, but if Caleb Farley is picked bef- before 16, they definitely go with J.C. Horn. There's no doubt in my mind. All right, number 17 Raiders. Who do you got? Long and short of it, the Las Vegas Raiders play in a division against Kansas City Chiefs. What are the Kansas City Chiefs wanting to do? They want to give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, and he will get it to the player that's open. So quite frankly, they need a defensive back. I'm going with Greg Newsom, the second cornerback from Northwestern. Great defense he's coming from. Has a lot of discipline to what he's doing. I think he goes with the Raiders, and John Gruden starts to shore up that secondary to hopefully slow down. Mahomes yeah, show. there's no slowing down the Mahomes show, <laughs> but um, I go in defense as well, but I'm going linebacker, and I'm not going to pronounce his name, but he's uh, out of Notre Dame. His first name's Jeremiah. I That's the easy part. The, the last name's not so easy, So, um, but I, I, I think they're going to go linebacker, sure, uh, that part of their defense, but they're definitely going to go defense here, and we're at, who knows, somewhat disagree where we're at, but that, that's who I got there going at 17. Um, 18, Dolphins, their second first-round pick. Who do you have? I have them taking a gentleman you had leaving earlier on the board. I have them taking Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, Ed Rusher. I think they just like to get a little more pressure on the teams and have a little more depth so they can cycle players out. I was between him and the gentleman from Georgia, but I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Oh, if Pay drops this low, Dolphins are totally getting him, but I think he's going to get drafted way sooner than this, in my opinion. I have them going offensive line. Now, some people rumor they're going to go line, uh, running back here and, and kind of get the, the Bama trio and get Najee Harris. I don't think they go running back. Um, they have a good running back core. Last year, they were just hurt all the time. And so that's why the running game was pretty weak last year. Kind of being in the know with Miami, The if you just look on paper, it's like, oh gosh, the running game sucks. They need running backs. Well, yeah, it sucked, but 
because they were hurt all the time. We had to pull someone off the streets because our top three running backs on our depth chart was out for multiple games. That's what our issue was there. So we're going to have those running backs back um, healthy. And I, I do think they're they're pretty good so i don't i don't think you you waste a first your second first round pick here i think you put it in a in an area that is going to be a little bit more beneficial to tua and that's sure up that offensive line and i've got uh elijah vera tucker out of usc offensive lineman i have him going to miami to help that uh to sure up and strengthen the offensive line what do you got at 19 19, I had Washington stay in put where you had them trading out. And I actually have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman from USC. Simply put, Riverboat Ron wants to start building cornerstones. Offensive line is one of the best positions to do that at. And they go with Elijah Vera yep. Tucker. Good pick there. Um, Obviously, I don't have Washington picking here. I have Carolina picking here at 19. And I think they go quarterback and take J.C. Horn, who you had going to uh, Arizona at 16. I have him dropping to 19 to Carolina. Number 20, who do you have? Number 20, Chicago Bears. Quite honestly, the team that's been very baffling in how they went about things. I feel like had things not went a certain way with a quarterback that may or may not be playing in Houston this upcoming season, I think this would be a whole different situation to look at, but they have Andy Dalton as a quarterback. So what are they going to do to help out their team? Well, quite honestly, I'm surprised they went with that individual. But again, I think it was circumstances that had that situation come up how it did. So what do they go with? I believe that they end up going with the safety from TCU. Trevor Morig, I believe is what they end up going with. I thought maybe receiver, but They've always been a team that tries to shore up the defense more so than the offensive side. So I think they go with Trevon Morig from TCU. So this safety. is by far the toughest pick for me because, I mean, no one knows what the Bears are going to do. Uh, they've proven that time and time again. And so I think the best thing that they can do for their success is to just give Andy Dalton protection. He's proven that if he has time in the pocket, he can be a decent quarterback more than just giving him more weapons on the outside. Uh, I think their defense is good enough to be a playoff team. It's just their offense isn't good enough. And so I think if I was a coach or a GM and I'm like, what's the best thing I can give Andy Dalton to be successful? It's just to give him more time in the pocket. So I think they go offensive linemen and I got them getting Jenkins out of Oklahoma State at offensive line. Who do you got at 21 to the Colts? 21 for the Colts, an uh, interesting team to look at. Many have speculated maybe a wide receiver for this position, but I feel like they've put a lot of stock into wide receivers. Yes, they let Hilton walk, but they have a lot of young receivers to develop still and look at. So I don't think they go receiver in this end, unlike some mocks. I think they go with Jason Owen, the edge rusher from Penn State. They like to build up the pressure because they like to run a base defense with minimal blitzing. So I think they get an edge rusher that can help sure that up, give them a better rotation. So I think the Colts will take Jason Owen, edge rusher All from right, Penn State. So I have State. the Colts going with uh, defense here. I've got them going cornerback. I I have a lot of quarterbacks going in the first round. I probably is a record, <laughs> but um, I think it's a pretty stacked cornerback class and. Um, I think I think the the, the importance of the uh, lockdown cornerback is growing a, a lot in the last uh, five years because the, the, obviously they need to be able to um, to lock down the top receiver, especially in a very more passing league. They need to be able to tackle because uh, with with a little with this college style play now, with a lot of uh, runs to the outside and options and, and quarterbacks drifting out, they need to be able to 
break that block and tackle running backs and these big quarterbacks. And so I think it's just having a good lockdown quarterback that's big and can tackle is important. So I think that's why, for some reason, I, I have them being picked up a little higher probably than, than what they normally are. So I've got Asante Samuel out of Florida State going to the Colts at number 21. Who do you got going number 22 to the Titans? For the Titans on the 22nd pick, I have Tevin Jenkins, offensive lineman for Oklahoma State going. You have a running back that is a monster in Derrick Henry. You want to give him every opportunity to have the as big of holes as he can have and have the protection for Tannehill to help him complete the passes when needed. So I have them going offensive lineman. Tevin Jenkins goes at the 22nd pick for me. Who do you have, I've Nathan? got them going receiver. And I have them getting a slot. I would say he's a slot receiver out of Purdue. Um, Randall Moore. They have their um, go-to receiver um, who they got, well, I think two years ago. Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, dominated last year. So the, he, he's their number one guy, go-to receiver downfield. But um, having that nice, small little guy, slot receiver, is very important. And a lot of the great teams have that. So Randall Moore is that kind of guy. And I think he'll fit, fit well. Big 10 guy gets that uh, wide receiver out of Purdue. Jets at 23. Who do you have with their second pick in the first round? Yes, the Jets were the second pick in the first round. This pick comes from Seattle for the Jamal Adams trade that happened last season. I think they go cornerback. Caleb Fairley for Virginia Tech cornerback ends up going here. His injury concerns, I think, scare some off, but the Jets have the room to go with him. And so when they go with him, they have the luxury of having being patient with him in this position. So they end up going Caleb Fairley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. Who do you have? That's a really good pick. Once again, you're having me second guess myself, but stick with my guns, uh, defense as well. Um, but I'm going on, I'm going defensive uh, uh, edge rusher here. I'm going to do my best to pronounce his name out of uh, Georgia. Aziz Ajulari is who I'm going with for the New York Jets. Um, I feel like they're, they always like to pick defensive linemen. I feel like that's what the Jets do a lot. And so I have them picking uh defensive line here again. Um, uh, I think that's where they need to go. I, I also think they could go offensive line here or, or, or do something offensively to, to give Zach Wilson some protection or some weapons, but they just have so many holes, <laughs> so they need to fix that defense as well. So Plus, they're getting a defensive guy and Selah out of uh, San Francisco, um, so I don't think they're going to use both their picks on offense when he's a defensive-minded guy, so I think they'll go defense there. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, who do you have? Pittsburgh Steelers, just like the team you mentioned before, starting to show numerous holes they need to fill. However, I think they addressed one of their bigger holes in the last couple of seasons since they had an individual retire in Troy Palomalu, but I don't think it's safety they go here. I think they go cornerback. Uh, gentlemen, you mentioned a few picks ago. I think they have Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State, going here. They love those kind of defensive players that are ball hawks. Asante Samuel Jr., he was one that was kind of known for that. So they fall in love with him being in this position where they're so at the draft. this to me is probably the third easiest pick outside of number one Jacksonville Jaguars, number four Atlanta Falcons with Kyle Pitts. I think the Steelers by far pick a running back here. There's no doubt in my mind. They go 11-0. And, I mean, they had James Conner as a running back, and he kept getting hurt, and all these running backs kept getting hurt. Ben Roethlisberger throwing over 60 times a game. Everyone knows what he's going to do, right, because they can't run the ball. They cannot run the ball, and um, they need a running back. And 
their only warning back that they had is now he just signed with another team. James Conner signed with another team. I can't remember where. So now they don't have a running back besides their um, scout players that they that they play. So this is obvious to me. I feel like they'll go with another Le'Veon Bell style running back. And I feel like the two running backs on the board here are uh, Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. And I think they end up going with Travis Etienne because I feel like he's that most more elusive running back. He's a much better running back uh, catching out of the backfield, running the routes. He, ben Roethlisberger likes to like dip down those screen passes and those short passes to the running backs. He's a lot like a Le'Veon Bell. And so I think that's where they ultimately go with uh, Etienne and not Najee Harris, who's more of a, kind of an up-and-down runner, maybe not as quick and elusive and not as good catching the ball out of the backfield. So uh, I think they go with Travis Etienne here. Um, I'm uh, running back out of Clemson. I'm, I'm very confident in this pick. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if it happens, though. What do you got? 25, Jacksonville with their second pick in the first round. Jacksonville Jaguars, a team looking to build an identity around Trevor Lawrence. So what are they going to do? They're going to start bolstering a position that was, quite frankly, carousel last season, not their quarterback position because they took care of that with their first pick. They're going to go with Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Old Miss. They just want to give him someone that he can throw to besides DJ Shark. They want more depth in that position and maybe someone that can get that can build a good rapport with Trevor Lawrence because that's one of the key foundations to a great quarterback is they always have that reliable receiver. They draft one to start maybe that relationship or they have to look elsewhere after that, but they're going to give it a try with Elijah Moore, wide receiver. from. Yeah, I have them going wide receiver as well, Um, but I have them staying in state. I have them getting Kadarius Tony, Florida wide receiver. No specific reason. I feel like it's, it's, it's good to pick someone within the state, uh, especially for a small market team like the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I I feel like they, they, they stick with that pick. Uh, 26. Who do you got the Cleveland Browns picking? Cleveland Browns, I have them taking an individual you mentioned earlier. I cannot pronounce his last name. The linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah, and I'm not even going to attempt the last name because I will slaughter it to kingdom come. But I believe he fortunately falls to the Cleveland Browns, who gets to up the defense, gives himself a little more depth at the linebacker position, allowing them more flexibility and to hopefully make a deeper playoff run. I have the linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah, going to the Cleveland Browns. I have the Browns going wide receiver here because I think they ultimately trade away Odell. They should trade away Odell and prove last year that when Odell doesn't play, Baker Mayfield plays better. The the offense plays better. Everyone plays better. When Odell plays, he wants the ball. Baker feels forced to give him the ball. The chemistry's not there, and it's just not a good fit. So I feel like it's best if Cleveland moves off Odell. So I'm banking on that. So if that happens, I do think they need to bring in another wide receiver here. They need someone tall. They need someone big. They need someone that's a threat downfield. And because I feel like uh, Jarvis Landry is more of a, he's a good slot receiver, good quick slant receiver. They got the tight ends, but uh, they'll lose that downfield threat like Odell Beckham um, would have given them. So I have them getting this wide receiver in Minnesota. Rashad Bateman. Now he is not. He he's an overlooked wide receiver, and I, they may be overdrafting here. But I think this guy's gonna be a stud. Uh, I really like this wide receiver out of Minnesota. I I, I hope Cleveland gets him because I'm I'm high on the Cleveland Browns this year. Um, I think it's smart if they pick him, but most people may think this is a. Uh, uh, you're, you're picking uh, too far up here for a wide receiver like this. He might be a, a an early second rounder, but he's gonna be a stud. He, he, I like him a lot. Uh, Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman, Cleveland Browns. 
27, Baltimore, who do you got? 27th for the Baltimore Ravens. Their calling card have always been defense, and I think this is no exception here. Their first-round pick goes to a defensive player, an edge rusher from Georgia, someone you mentioned before, Aziz Adjilari. I believe the Ravens go with an edge rusher from Georgia, Aziz Adjilari. Okay. I believe the Ravens go with an edge rusher here. Their calling card has always been defense. Edge rusher from Georgia, Aziz Adjilari. I think I said it wrong again, but keep moving on. Hey, forgive us. Aziz Ajilari for our... I may not even be pronouncing it right. Anyways, you just got to be confident, right? You just got to be confident. So, Baltimore, defense, I mean, that's a sure thing, right? They always pick defense a lot. So, I've got a player you picked already, Trevon Morig at a TCU safety. Keep on that purple purple uniform, um, and uh, I think he would be a good fit here in, in Baltimore and really help uh, with uh, probably a weakness that Baltimore needs to clean up, and that's that safety position. Uh, New Orleans, number 28, who do you have? New Orleans, number 28, this pick is very difficult simply because we're not quite sure what direction they're going to go to, but they did have to shed a lot of various players to try to make up for the cap space. The retirement of Drew Brees did come in a timely fashion to help them have a little more maneuverability in doing different things. But in the end, I don't think they do anything too crazy. I believe they go with defense to try to find some pieces there to get some things going the right way. As Zavine Collins, a linebacker from Tulsa, ended up going here to the New Orleans I've got Saints. them going uh, defense as well, but I have them picking um, an edge rusher, Jalen Phillips out of Miami, Florida. I uh, I feel like they need to sure up that defense right now more than anything. Um, I'm assuming they're going to go forward with Jameis Winston, a quarterback, and I feel like they have the weapons offensively that they need. Maybe they could go offensive lineman, but I feel like they had a, they have a decent offensive line. Um, they needed a defense, decent offensive line for Drew Brees. So I think they have that. I think their best options go defense here, and I got an edge rusher. I think, I think that's important, especially in that division um, where you've got probably – it's a division where you have a bunch of pocket passers, Sam Darnold, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. Um, and so just having an edge roster to collapse that pocket as quickly as possible is very, very important. Um, it's much more important, especially when you have, you have to face a bunch of pocket passers uh, 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 week in and week out in that division. Uh, number 29, Green Bay, who do you have? Number 29, Green Bay, I hope for their sake they address the position that Aaron Rodgers has been making subtle hints towards the wide receiver position. I, I believe they'll make a pick for this. I believe they'll go for someone. So we have a few options here. They have Kadarius Tony from the wide receiver from Florida. They have Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota. Those are the two I'm in between. I'm going to go Darius Tony, the wide receiver from Florida, just the guy that can kind of do it all. And he has some serious speed giving Rodgers that wide receiver that he can make look like contender for. Yeah. Pro Bowl. Wide receivers always something that, Aaron Rodgers once, but I had both of those wide receivers already taken at this point. To me, picking a wide receiver, the next best one, is overdrafting, and I feel like they could wait till the next round to get the wide receiver. That would probably be just as talented. So I feel like because of that, they focus somewhere else um, where they can get more of a top talent in the first round and not overdraft, and I think they get uh, the defensive lineman out of Washington. I'm going to say his first name, but not his last name. His name is Levi. Hi, Levi. Hope you're doing okay. Can't pronounce your last name, but you're going to Green Bay, in my opinion, and they're going to um, give a little bit more beef to that defensive line. I feel like I feel like that's what they need to do, personally. They can address it as their wide receiver number two in the second round. Who do you have? Number 30 going to Buffalo Bills. 
Buffalo Bills, for me, this was a hard position to start looking at. Um, when you start getting towards the end of the draft, you have talent that has fallen to you that is a golden opportunity to take. Other times, you may be reaching a slight bit, not based on the position of your draft, but based on where a player may be projected. And in this case, we've had a lot of defensive backs going, but Buffalo needs to address the secondary. They go with the cornerback from Syracuse. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name. We were talking about him off air. He's a cornerback from Syracuse. He's a junior. He's 6'3", weighs 213 pounds. So if you can figure out what how to say his name, please let me know. I have zero idea. I have an idea of what the origin may be, but I won't even make an attempt. That's who I have, cornerback from Syracuse for the Bills. Who you That's got funny. Me? You're 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 saying everything else about him but his name. It's like you knew you knew every little thing but his name. I have them going cornerback as well. And this is actually my fifth cornerback off the board in the first round. I don't know. That might be an NFL draft record for mo- most cornerbacks in the first round. Five? Don't know. That's something I, I'd probably look up. But uh, I have Tyson Campbell out of Georgia actually going to Buffalo. Uh, not your guy out of Syracuse. Personally, if I'm a GM, I'm picking an SEC cornerback <laughs> over a, a Big East. But that's just me. Or ACC. Both great talents. Both could go there, do well. Um, but I have quarterback uh, Tyson Campbell of Georgia. All right, number 31. Number 31 for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have the luxury of looking at what do they need at this point. What are they going to draft to help sure up their team to get them back to a Super Bowl to hopefully win their second championship? I believe they're going to go with offensive line. They need to address the offensive line. That was a big Achilles heel towards the end of the season due to injuries, due to COVID, due to various issues. So they're going to go offensive line. They're going to get Dylan Redunds, offensive tackle from North Dakota State. They're going to try to give themselves more depth. So if something comes about, they will have another offensive lineman to sure up. Absolutely. Line. Offensive lineman. Uh, if you watch the Super Bowl, um, you're, you could easily tell. <laughs> I knew right then and there who Kansas City was going to draft after watching the Super Bowl. Uh, but we disagree on the person. I'm actually going with Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. Um, maybe overdrafting here, uh, but I personally... He, he could drop uh, he could be picked in the late first round but I, I don't think you can fail with an an Alabama offensive lineman Alabama offensive linemen are just stacked they're good I mean you ever watch a Bama game the quarterback basically can do whatever he wants because the line's so good so and they face really good SEC fronts um so it's not like they they, they don't play a talented uh defensive fronts because sec is a really good defensive front so i got alex leatherwood out of alabama offensive line going to kansas city last but not least super bowl champs tampa bay buccaneers what do you have here for me i had a debate here does tampa bay address their defensive side or do they address their offensive side namely their offensive line i feel like they have a lot of their offensive weapons pretty well set in place antonio brown notwithstanding Looks like he'll head to greener pastures here in the next few weeks, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, so for me, I, di- I just came down to they brought everyone back. They have everyone back in the fold. So I believe they're going to go with the offensive line gentleman that you just mentioned. I believe they're going to go with Alex Leatherwood to show up the offensive line because their pri- number one priority for these next few seasons is to make sure Tom Brady stays upright and no one gets near his shoelaces. Who yeah, do you have, Nathan? probably the only team returning all 22 stars in the offensive and defensive end. And then the Super Bowl champs, right? <laughs> That's like, uh, you can't get anything better than that uh, if you're a Tampa Bay fan. So so I look at this, it's like, gosh, you don't want to fix what's not broken. So this is probably going to be a backup, you know? Uh, they're not going to start because they're, you're returning all 22 starters and you just won the Super Bowl. 
So whoever they pick knows they're not going to start. So I think what Tampa Bay does here is they try to get younger in a position. Where where are they the oldest at? Where where are they needing to rest more players? And I think that's the defensive line. They've got they've got a good defensive line, but an old defensive line. And um, I think they go with Joseph Osai out of Texas. He's a defensive edge, and I think he can make that line younger. Give those older guys more rest and a break because he's not going to start, but he's going to get some decent playing time because I I I I don't think their defensive linemen are going to be able to withstand the amount of snaps that a younger defensive lineman could. So this will be a, a good opportunity for Tampa Bay to get younger here and give this uh, young, talented man a lot of opportunities because he's going to be behind. So guys are going to have to take breaks, and he can learn a lot from them as well because there's a lot of experience there. So um, he's going to be in a very, very good position. And so I have him, uh, I have a defensive uh, lineman, uh, Edge, more specifically, going to Tampa Bay. Well, gents and ladies, listeners, this wraps up our mock draft. I don't know about you, Nick, but I've never created a uh, completely full first-round mock draft before. I've done like the top 12 or 15, but I've never done all 32. That was quite exhausting. What were your thoughts? My thoughts were I didn't have a running back going the first round. That was one thing that stuck out to me. It, it hurt my heart a little because I do enjoy the running back position. I do feel like they're very undervalued, but... I believe they'll be flying off the shelves come second and third round. And like you said, yeah, it's exhausting trying to do a full draft. We both had five defensive backs going in the first round. We had various offensive linemen and wide receivers at various points. And we had all the quarterbacks finding a home. Any thoughts you had on yeah, it, Nathan? Yeah, defensive backs, I, I think I actually had six, five cornerbacks and a safety, um, which is I feel like is a lot. Uh, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks. I think I think there's a lot less offensive line and defensive linemen picked in the first round than normal. I think I had a lot, a lot of uh, other positions that typically are a lot less. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, you you had a good point. You didn't pick a running back in the first round. I wonder when the last time that has happened. That's that's certainly something to look out for. So, listeners, remember uh, top twelve picks uh, for our competition. Uh, like I said, scoring, I won't repeat it. If you, if you need to remind yourself, rewind our podcast, listen to it, but we'll keep track of it. Don't worry. And if you beat both of us, come on the show. Tell us tell us what, what, what the trick was to uh, successfully do the best at this mock draft. So we're excited. Just the top 12. Look, at, look for a link on our page, Facebook page. Um, if you're not following it, make sure you do uh, the Sports Forecasters podcast. And, um, and you'll have a Google form there to fill out. So we look forward to that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking out for the ride for all 32 picks. We look forward to you participating in the contest. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez. Together, we're the Sports Forecasters. We'll see you next time.